0: wins the World Cup, you're just gonna have an amazing time. Not all teams can get the victory. What sort of a position women's football holds inside the halls of power of FIFA? Power of FIFA. I wish I could go to Australia because I know it's gonna be fantastic.
1: The ticket. <laughs> I'm David Mark, welcome to Ticket to the Cup, I'm in Wellington Te Nui Atara with Ben McKay, he's a New Zealand correspondent for the AAP here in New Zealand and also a former football journalist, you're following this talking it very closely, but you followed the Matildas in the past at the 2019 World Cup. What was that experience like? Yeah,
0: fantastic. It, it, until we lost that penalty shootout against Norway. Here in New Zealand, we're focusing on the Football Ferns this time round, and of course, the World Champions USA.
1: So let's talk about the Football Ferns. We were there at the uh, Cake Tin here in Wellington yesterday with 32,000 fans, mostly Football Ferns, but quite a few Filipinos. It was a strange game. New Zealand dominated, but obviously the Philippines scored the goal and that's all that counts. Yeah,
0: I mean, there was a lot of hope um, locally that they would be able to kick on after that opening win, but you've got to remember the New Zealand team have trouble scoring. They went on a run with 10 winless games and only two goals in in the 10 months leading up to the World Cup. They had one lead-up win against Vietnam. So, So the performance against Norway was one out of the box. And perhaps the hopes were too great that they were able to back up against the Philippines. The result means they're, they're into a must-win clash with Switzerland on Sunday.
1: But we should talk about the Philippines too. I mean, they scored their first World Cup goal in their first World Cup tournament, and that was just an amazing moment, wasn't it? Absolutely.
0: And, and like you've got to be happy for a guy like Alan Stajic as well, a little Australian connection. It was a, goal, uh, a win manufactured in Western Sydney in many respects. Stajic's from there and the goal scorer Serena Bolden also plays her football at Western Sydney Wanderers.
1: It's an interesting thing about the Philippines team, actually 18 of the 23 squad members were born in the United States. Um, the Philippines Football Association scoured the world for footballers with Filipino heritage and, and they found them everywhere including quite a few that play in Australia.
0: Yeah but it's, it's truly accepted by, by by Filipinos. And, and, and it's a very it's a broad diaspora of people all around the world. I mean, there's just as many Filipinos living in New Zealand as there are Australians. And they really showed up. And, and what, the scenes on Full Time are incredible. My favourite moment was probably in, this, in the press conference afterwards. Filipino journalists said, all the players were crying. I just wanted to tell you, Coach Shalon Sajic, that the journalists were crying too, me the most. So it means so much.
1: It does, and there was a lot of Filipinos around Wellington celebrating late into the night. There was another match in the same pool. That was Norway versus Switzerland. A nil-all draw. Uh, it's really interesting because Norway is one of the highest, well, higher-ranked teams in the competition, but they've now only got one point from their first two games.
0: Yeah, and it comes after a failure at the European Championships as well where they failed to get out of their group. But something's not quite working for Norway, the, the World Cup winners. haven't scored a goal, they, of course, had the Philippines next. Uh, on paper, the easiest match in their group. but every team can make the knockout round from this group when they play on Sunday, which is, which is a fabulous thing about tournament football.
1: So we've got Switzerland on four points, the football firm's next on three, the Philippines on three, and then Norway on one. So as you said, with the one lot of games to go, any team can progress. Yeah that's right and the important thing to remember is they'll kick off at the same time so for viewers on
0: Sunday night you'll, be watching, you'll need a split screen to watch the permutations the goals fly and it'll change who is qualifying each to each particular time. Switzerland are in the box seat and they've
1: performed exceptionally well so far so you know you'd think they'd go through it it might be a scrap for the other spot. And Ben the other game yesterday was in Sydney Gadigal and it was Colombia 2 against South Korea nil, and very exciting moment. Linda Caicedo, a young uh, Colombian player, beat ovarian cancer when she was 15. She signed for Real Madrid earlier this year. She scored a goal and she became the youngest ever goal scorer at a World Cup. That was quite amazing.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. How about the scenes in Sydney as well? So many people showing up at, at lunchtime on a school day and echoes of a of, uh, football fans champion is here. Rebecca Stott who was a former Melbourne City player who also beat Kansas to take her place at this tournament. You know, these are the personal stories we really relish.
1: And FIFA is making a very big point of the fact that 1.5 million people have already bought tickets to this World Cup and it looks like It'll break the record for the the biggest attendance at a World Cup, a Women's World Cup.
0: Yeah, it was a slow burn, particularly in New Zealand. There wasn't much momentum until the Football Ferns won a lead-up game against Vietnam, and then it really took off on opening night after they beat Norway. So we're seeing some smaller crowds in Australia, but certainly it's ramped up and, and ticket sales have improved over the last couple of weeks.
1: One of the interesting aspects that's come out of this World Cup, particularly in the early games, not so much later, but was that the the minnows of um, football have actually been doing quite well and the bigger teams have been struggling to put them away. They've had wins, but often the wins have been narrow, albeit there were some big wins by Germany and Brazil the other day. What do you think's going on there?
0: Well, the the first-timers are an interesting bunch because we had some good performances by Haiti and Ireland particularly, but of the eight... First-timers, all eight lost their first games and all eight didn't score a goal. So there was some some opening night nerves. Now, the Philippines um, threw that away in their second performance. They have their win, and how good was that? It, it's overwhelmingly a good thing that, that these smaller nations are getting their moments at, at the World Cup. But the, the reality is that 32 teams, you, you get a lot of variance mm. uh, among those, from the world champions, United States, to a team like Zambia, who have got serious question marks mm. about treatment of players and all the rest there 's a continuum there of, of people that oh, sorry of teams that arrive completely different setups for their women 's team you know whether it comes to paying conditions whether it 's training whether it 's diet support services where they 're playing their, their their domestic leagues and so it's it's a real it 's a real patchwork of of, of, of teams and we 're going to see odd results and we 're going to see you know those those issues sort of come to the forefront Forefront as we as we move through the tournament.
1: I was talking to one of our colleagues, a, a journalist from AAP in the United States, about that issue, and she was saying what we're beginning to see with some of these results is is a kind of parity in world football. That I guess you know every the rising tide lifts everyone. Do you agree with that thesis that you know we're seeing an overall improvement in women's football, even in amongst the minnows?
0: Yeah, they're not they're not scoring, but I mean it, it's overwhelmingly good that they're here, right? Like it's good that the tournament expands and everyone gets the chance to to have their moment in the sun. Um, Of the eight eight teams, you know, they didn't score or win the first game. We saw different results. I I do think that, you know, if we look at um, that 13-0 that we compare to back in the day, the USA-Thailand result at the last World Cup, I mean, that that was one out of the box and we probably shouldn't refer to it a lot. The expected goals in the Spain-Costa Rica match, 3-0, you know, was actually higher for Spain. So, you know, it's probably just a variance in, in people taking their chances. The other aspect I would say is that um, we're seeing a lot of teams coming to this World Cup knowing that they're, you know, not up to, you know, the USA's, the Spain's, the Japan's, and so they tend to set up a low block. Yeah. A- a- and so that what that does is it means they don't really have a chance of winning, but it just it's damage control; it's, it's limiting the number of goals scored. So we're not really getting a gauge on how big the, the gap is because they're they're just being very defensive.
1: We definitely saw that in the game between the Vietnam and USA, where essentially it was uh, <laughs> the goalkeeper and ten defenders, but you know they did okay. And the USA still had 28 shots, which goes to your point about expected goals. Let's talk about the USA because there is a massive game here in Wellington uh, tomorrow between the United States and the Netherlands, the two teams that played off for the World Cup final in 2019. So this is the World Cup final rematch. The USA were a little bit scratchy, but the Netherlands, by the same token, weren't that impressive in their first two games. What can we expect? This time round, well, we're going yeah. to see the states in their swagger. I think because
0: it was fantastic to see them rock up at Eden Park in their in their new age suits and their and their, their visors. I mean, they're on a different level, right? Mm. And, and when we look at and analyse the game, I think it has to start with the lineup because we didn't see the US best eleven. Megan Rapido was on the bench. Um, Rose Lavelle, who's coming back from a knee injury, was on the bench. She came on and looked better. They had a midfield that had never played before. Um, A first-time captain in midfield in Lindsay Haran And um, Julie Ertz, who is a midfielder, has played most of her career in midfield, went back to centre-back. So what the coach did on that match was, okay, Vietnam, we're going to beat them. Let's get some of our other tactics or other... Let's try some people in hot roles for later in the tournament in case of injuries, in case of of whatever. So we didn't see them at at, at fifth gear. Tomorrow, in Wellington, Let's hope we see them in fifth gear. I mean, Rose Lavelle is the game changer. She is, you know, one out of the box, probably the world's best player, one of the world's best players. If she's not fully foot, the US aren't fully firing. But I think we'll get closer to seeing, you know, a US, what the capacity is.
1: So let's have a quick chat about today's games. We've got some pretty straightforward matches, you'd think. Japan's playing Costa Rica, and we've got Spain against Zambia. Japan and Spain were both big winners in the first games, and they're playing those other Minos, so you'd think they'd make it through.
0: Yeah, you'd think so. I know that here in Wellington we're looking forward to that Japan-Spain game a little bit later when they come to town. Um, I particularly am concerned for Zambia. Um, I know that there are some serious allegations being levelled at their coach, but also in goalkeeping ranks, they're down to their third keeper. Um, First keeper did an ACL on the eve of the tournament, and then obviously the red card in that 5-0 loss to Japan. So hopefully it won't be a blowout, but you never know.
1: The other match is a really interesting one too. It's Canada versus Ireland. Canada had that nil-all draw against Nigeria in the first game, which was unexpected. Ireland, of course, went down 1-0 to the Matildas. This is a must-win game for Canada.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and to be fair, the Olympic champions have the pedigree to do it, but in tournament football, you never know. So, I mean, they they could have easily won that first game with missed penalty from from the the veteran sink, but you never write the Canadians off. Another good game. Another good game in this tournament of great games.
1: Ben, thanks for your time. Thank you.